Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome in. Good to see you guys on a Wednesday. A couple of things to talk about with you today. Three things, at least that's the plan. Uh, number one, Ole Miss suffered a weird midweek loss last night. And some people are worried that it's going to affect the, their regional standing. It's not, but that loss kind of underscores a major issue with that team. So we're going to talk about what the hell that was. Last night in Oxford, also unwritten rules. Tony Larusa, Major League Baseball. It, it, it's just, it doesn't compute with me at all. But this entire thing around Tony Larusa and the White Sox and the Twins and hitting a home run on a 3-0 count and then throwing at a batter and then not only not defending your guy but actively supporting the Twins for throwing at your guy. This is this is crazy. What is going on? Um, Speaking of Major League Baseball last night, you had a Mississippi uh, Mississippi native uh, Turnbull through a uh, no-hitter last night. So shout out there. Uh, and then playoffs. I'm going to talk playoffs. You had NHL playoffs. The uh, NBA playoffs got started last night. And maybe there's a reason uh, for one team in particular. Maybe there's a reason that uh, one individual player has never won anything of value. Maybe the, maybe there's a reason for that, and maybe guys like Colin Cowherd, who have said that for years, aren't crazy. Results don't lie, so we'll get into all that. But first, I want to tell you a couple of things. Number one, I'm Michael Borky. I don't know if I introduced myself. If you're new to this, welcome in. Glad to see you. JP says, look at today's title. Choo-choo, the Borky unwritten rule train continues to pick up steam. Yeah, I, this this one especially is really, really dumb. On top of the fact that you've got, uh, and I'll, I'll bring out the numbers here in a second, actually. So um, if you're watching for the first time, I do this every morning at uh, 8 o'clock, give or take, every morning, and it's uh, in a couple of places. So if you're watching on Periscope, I do this on YouTube as well, just my name right there on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, or follow me on any social media platform. Just my name turns up results. Also, this gets uploaded in podcast form. Uh, so wherever you get your podcast, my name or Mike in the morning should give you uh, results there. Uh, so subscribe there and leave a rating and a review. So again, what the hell was that in Oxford last night? I, I, I just, I mean, on one hand, like that's baseball, right? You beat the number two team in the country in a series, and then you turn around and lose to UT Martin. Really, what's not important so much about that game is the result of the game. I even had somebody say on Twitter this morning that Ole Miss took a hit because UT Martin's RPI is in the 200s. Yeah, it is, and they're very bad. In fact, they're so bad, they're not even going to play in their conference tournament. That's how bad they are. Uh, it's a bad team. It's a bad loss. It's You You shouldn't lose games like that. It's I mean, it's simply inexcusable. 
so I'm going to separate the two things. Why what happened in the game is bad is different than the result of the game not being so bad. So hear me out. If the regionals were decided today, Ole Miss would still be a host. In fact, based on metrics, if Ole Miss was to just take one from Georgia this weekend, they would still be a regional host. This game, at the end of the day, doesn't really do a whole lot. Ole Miss's non-conference record uh, is very, very good. It's definitely that of a regional host. They have, what, what is it, three neutral site wins over our top teams in the RPI. Uh, that opening weekend is really going to help them later on uh, when it comes to seeding and whatnot. Uh, so the non-conference metrics are really good. The RPI is going to be good. And two teams ahead of them are not going to be regional hosts in Fairfield and Oklahoma State. They didn't make the cut. Um, they just can't get swept this weekend in Hoover. If they win a game this weekend, they're probably still going to be a host. In fact, I think it's a borderline lock. If they happen to win the series this weekend, they're hosting a regional. It doesn't matter. It was always about this weekend. It, it Even after last night, it's still only about this weekend. Uh, so as far as metrics go, they're still in fine shape. If you're worried that this knocks them out of a regional host or whatever, that's not the case. That's not how that's going to happen. Uh, so they're, they're fine there. Losing last night didn't really change anything at all as far as hosting, not hosting, their metrics, anything like that. They are all solid and fine there. But – they still lost by giving up nine runs to a team that is not good enough to play in the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament. And the problem is, it's not like it was a bunch of guys that they haven't tried to use on weekends that they need on the weekends. The fact is, this loss underscores the biggest problem with Ole Miss. And even after the series win, I talked about it with you on Monday, the series win was good. The offense can score with anybody. However, the bullpen is a disaster. It's just a disaster. There, there were multiple guys that pitched for Ole Miss last night that they have used or would like to use on weekends that they just can't because they can't even shut down UT Martin. Mallets is a guy that they would probably like to use on weekends, but they can't. Austin Miller is a guy they try to use on weekends, but it's just not effective right now that's the biggest problem with this team when you get into regional play in particular if they happen to I mean game three is going to be difficult enough for that team regardless of who the opponents are or anything just getting to a third game is hard for that team in bullpen depth but if they happen to have to play a fourth game in a regional I have no idea what they would do and I'm not exactly confident in what the result would be if they happen to have to play a fourth game. A third game, I'm not confident in the result in. But a fourth game, I have no idea. And last night underscores that issue because they got shelled by UT Martin. You you can say, yeah, that's baseball, but also um, even in a funky sport like baseball, you should have enough arms that don't give up nine runs to UT Martin. Like I said, not even a good OVC team. I think that's the conference, Ohio Valley, right? Not even a good one. They're not playing in their conference tournament. They didn't make it. They're already eliminated with a week to play from their conference tournament. And they shelled some of your bullpen arms that you need 
or you thought you would need on the weekend that you might need in a regional can't prevent UT Martin from scoring. That underscores the problem with this team. Bullpen issues are brutal. Uh, JP says, yeah, just don't leave Athens without being swept. They control their own destiny despite last night. At least no one got hurt. Yeah, no one got hurt. They still have their destiny in their own hands and nobody else's. But, hmm, mm, that is, uh, that's that's tough. It was, it was tough to watch, um, especially with Richard on the call. It's really tough to watch. Um, all right, speaking of bad things in baseball, this Tony LaRusa story is pretty ridiculous at this point. You guys know I'm very anti-unwritten rules in baseball, but this whole thing, even if you are pro-unwritten rule, this story is really stupid. All of it is really stupid. So here's what happened. Let's break this down for you. Uh, this is White Sox and Twins. Uh, this has all happened over the course of a couple of games. So Yerman Mercedes, uh, late in the ball game against the Twins the other night, um, they were up, what was it, 14-4 to or 13-4? to And he hits a home run on a 3-0 count to make it 16-4. to It was a blowout game. It was late in the game. He hits a home run. And if you know his story, it took him a long time to get to the majors. He's a rookie, but he's older. He's almost my age. Um, Kind of a long and winding road to get to the majors. He gets a meatball, a 45-mile-an-hour meatball. More on that in a second. Over the plate on a 3-0 count, and he sends it over the fence. You know, he's a baseball player. He's a home run hitter. It's what he's supposed to do. If you're going to get served a meatball, you should hit it out of the park. But, you know, unwritten rules say that swinging on a 3-0 pitch in a blowout game is not something that you should do, or at least that's what the unwritten rules say. By the way, maybe they should write these things down if they really wanted to enforce them. But anyway... Uh, He hits a home run on a 3-0 count. His own manager, so not his opponent's manager, his own manager, Tony La Russa, by the way, the same guy that that, uh, didn't know the rules earlier this year, told a media member, you probably know the rules, the, the new rules, better than I do. And he wasn't joking. So a guy that's already forgotten the rules of the game while managing, um, Apparently, after the home run that his own player hit on a 3-0 count, uh, he was upset about it. And here's a quote. He made a mistake. There will be a consequence he has to endure here within our family. So that's pretty dumb, right? His own player hits a home run. It's a blowout. You know, may, I don't like running up the score like in high school football. I don't like running up the score when it's – you know, Alabama versus Mercer. Like, and Nick Saban, honestly, he doesn't really do that. He tries not to anyway. Uh, But if Mercer is playing in Tallahassee and Florida State is still throwing the football in the fourth quarter up by 60 points, that bothers me because there's such a competitive imbalance between the two. They really shouldn't be on the field together. This is Major League Baseball. This is big boy baseball, right? Or at least it's supposed to be. Um Running up the score shouldn't be a thing in professional sports. Sorry. Um, Either way, that was his quote. After his own player hit a home run, 
He said he made a mistake. There will be a consequence he has to endure. That was his quote. So last night, Jeremy Mercedes is up to bat, and he gets thrown at. In fairness to the pitcher, I think this is stupid, but at least he didn't throw at his head. You know, a silver lining to the stupidity of throwing at a guy because he hit a home run in a game the day before. Um, The pitcher kept it low and kind of threw behind him. Now, good for the umpire for tossing the pitcher, by the way, because there's no – get him out of the game. It's ridiculous. But at least the pitcher didn't throw at his head. But he still threw at him. He threw at him. Because he hit a home run – In a professional baseball game. But then, it somehow gets dumber than that. It gets dumber. Tony La Russa, after the game again, said, quote, I don't have a problem with how the Twins handled it. That's right. The manager of a player who got thrown at doesn't have a problem with it. Here's the thing. So... All of this is dumb. He did his job as a professional baseball player and a home run hitter. That's what you're there for. Your job is to hit home runs. Your job is to hit home runs. That's what you do. It's professional sports. It's not like he was playing against a high school from 30 minutes away that that has a bunch of kids that really don't belong on the field with him. It's professional sports. He hit a home run. But even if that's something that bothers you... um. You have to stand up for your guys. You have to stand up for your guys. Even if you think what your guy did may not be advisable, how you handle that is you talk with him privately. But if somebody throws at one of your guys, you you stand up for your player. Is what you're supposed to do. It's what a good coach does. And Tony, I mean, LaRusse is a legend, right? I mean, multiple World Series. Uh, He's one of the best postseason managers of all time. The game has passed him by. That old school line of thinking is not going to do anything in that locker room. And you've seen multiple White Sox players. Lance Lynn last night was defending, was the one guy that actually defended his player. You saw Major League Baseball players all over, active Major League Baseball players, calling the situation stupid. Uh, I think it was Trevor Bauer that said, if you hit a home run, if I got the 3-0 count on you and you hit a home run, I'm not going to throw at you next time up. Like, I should pitch better. Uh, I mean, hundreds of them. Just, wow, this is ridiculous. I can't believe he didn't stand up for his guy. They're lucky they're winning right now. Um, You stand up for your guy. Always, if your guy gets thrown at, you stand up for him. You don't encourage that. But... I think what is this, the, the dumbest part of all of this, it's not the getting mad because a guy hit a home run off you, not the coach, although this is pretty stupid, not the coach saying that the player will suffer consequences for hitting a home run, not the Twins throwing at him the next day, or the coach encouraging the Twins to throw at his own player the next day. It's the fact that we want this guy to respect the unwritten rules of the game while the Twins have a position player on the mound throwing 55-mile-an-hour fastballs. At that point, all respect for the game has been taken away because the Twins aren't even trying anymore. 
That's a mockery of baseball, putting a position player on the mound to not waste any of your arms just to throw up meatballs and then get mad when somebody takes that meatball 450 feet over the fence. At that point, the whole unwritten rule respect for the game thing is thrown out the window when you're making a mockery of it by putting a guy on the mound that throws 55 miles an hour. What is more disrespectful, putting a a position player on the mound to do that or hitting home runs when you're served up a meatball? Which one is more disrespectful? Honestly, neither of them. Because if you want to save arms in a blowout, that's fine. But if that means that somebody hits a tank bomb off you, that's fine. That's fine. Baseball's got such an issue right now with stuff like this. Because last night, while great, that was the second no-hitter in 12 days. So congrats to, to Turnbull. I mean, that, that's an awesome accomplishment. Uh, his name, I think, will be in uh, the Hall of Fame forever, regardless of how his career goes, because he threw a no-hitter. Um, it happens too much. It's not special anymore. Yeah, it was only 47 miles an hour, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, 47 miles an hour. And you're telling me that that, that, that hitting that ball is the disrespectful part? And not putting a guy on the mound that throws like that? Give me a break. Give me a break. But baseball's got a huge issue right now with stuff like that. So no hitters aren't even special anymore. They're happening too much. That was the second one in 12 days. The Mariners' uh, team batting average has dipped below the Mendoza line for the year. Team batting average for the Seattle Mariners, is below the Mendoza line. The Major League Baseball league average is 236. It's 236. The game is kind of boring right now, quite frankly, because it's home runs and strikeouts, and the home runs don't happen very often, so it's a whole lot of strikeouts. The league average is 236 right now, you have a team below the Mendoza line. And what is baseball doing? They're quabbling or whatever you want to call it over the fact that a guy hit a home run, the most exciting play in the game, and we're telling him he shouldn't do that. We're saying that he should be punished for that. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? It's insanity. And what I can't quite figure out is people defending this. Defending this. Oh well, that's that's baseball. You got to respect the game. Write the rules down, then. Write the rule down. If you're not supposed to swing at a three zero pitch in a game that's not close anymore, write the damn thing down. Because a rookie who took forever to get to the bigs, like I said, he's almost my age. Hitting a home run in a game is awesome when you look at his story and how long it took him to get there. And instead, his coach wants him to suffer the consequences. His coach is happy that he gets thrown at, and that's what we're discussing today. League can't hit. There's no action. Youth interest in in baseball is dropping, and they wonder why, because of stuff like this. And shout-out to the players, I mean, including Lance Lynn. Defending his guy because his coach won't. Multiple major league players recognize how stupid this unwritten rule thing is. 
encouraging your opponent to throw at your player because he hit a home run is something that I cannot wrap my mind around. I, I, I can't wrap my mind around it. If you it, Like I say all the time, if you don't like it, don't give up home runs. If you don't like a guy swinging at 3-0, don't get into a 3-0 count. If you don't like how your opponent acts when they're blowing you out, don't get blown out. It's professional sports. And what's crazy is people like Tony LaRusso will probably call the younger generation soft when this whole thing is soft. But anyway, so stupid. So baseball can't get out of its own way, man. And the thing is, you've got like interesting, compelling stuff going on with, with Otani. And I mean, he's just spectacular. Hit another just absolute tank bomb again. Um, it looks like he's sending the baseball back across the ocean to his home country. Every time he hits it, it looks like he's so mad at it. It's crazy. Leading the the country in home runs and has like a 2.0 ERA. But instead, we're talking about how we should throw at people because they hit home runs. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Also, all right, last thing for you. Um, playoffs last night. By the way, I, I said this on Twitter, and so if you follow me there, forgive me for being repetitive, but um, I know this isn't a big hockey state, in part because we never have ice this February notwithstanding. Um, you probably could have played hockey on Lake Caroline out here uh, when we had that deep freeze for a week when it was six degrees at night, but um, that was insane. It was absolutely insane. But so I get why hockey isn't like a big deal here. So I'm not going to try to convince you that Mississippi should be a hockey state. But I watched playoffs last night. Um, and I don't, I can't figure out why the NHL isn't more mainstream in this country. It's got a very, very small, but very dedicated following. Very niche in the different markets. But I can't figure out why that is not more mainstream. Guys, I if you don't watch it, it, and this conversation comes up every year, playoff hockey is electric. It is absolutely electric. I watched um, uh, Penguins Islanders last night, and it was a one-goal game in the third period. So New York, New York was down one. They ended up losing by one. Um, but the entire third period was just, pressure-packed moment after pressure-packed moment because the game is so fast and the puck is always on goal. Like, you can feel the energy through the television watching close hockey games, especially during playoff time. Of course, there's a difference between regular season and playoff anything. Like, only college football are the playoffs more boring than the regular season. Everything else, the playoffs are better. The the play gets elevated. In in baseball, in, in basketball... Everywhere. Yeah, Zach. See, Zach watched last night. He said that six on four in the last minute had me tense. I have no emotional investment whatsoever in the Penguins versus the Islanders. But for that last 60 seconds or so, when um, Pittsburgh got a penalty, the guy grabbed the puck and threw it. And so he was out. And then the Islanders pulled their goalie to have a six on four. That was the most intense sports I've watched in months. And I couldn't have cared less about it. Uh, JP says Canada. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
I see why Canada likes it more than, than Mississippi does. But that was electric last night. I had no emotional investment whatsoever, but it was intense. Like you can feel the tension in the intensity. And you don't really get that in other sports because it, in, in hockey, it's constant. It's constant. Very little stoppage of play. And even when they do, they reset it really quickly. And the puck is always on goal. And they get from one side to the other so fast. It's always on goal. It's crazy. JP says that game is full of unwritten rules. It is, but you know when a rule is broken, at least they fight. I mean, you know, if you break an unwritten rule, you're dropping gloves and you're swinging. So even when the the stupidity of unwritten rules in hockey happens, something cool ends up as a result. Not randomly throwing a fastball at a guy's knee and then a coach getting mad. Like they they come to blows. So, um, I love it, man. I don't know why how that sport's not more mainstream. But I've committed myself to becoming a Preds fan. Like I adopted them this year, but didn't really uh, didn't really watch all that much because Bally Sports is a joke, and you can't really find the games anywhere. Uh, by this time next year, they'll have uh, like an a la carte type app where you buy a monthly fee and you can watch whatever their networks. That's my guess, anyway. Um, kind of sounds like that's what's going to happen. So good for them. But man, I'm telling you, Zach. I, I mean, I, I was engaged in this hockey game. It, it's crazy how electric the playoffs are, and I can't believe it's not more mainstream, especially with baseball doing what it's doing right now. I mean, watch a baseball game and then watch a hockey game, and tell me which one is more enjoyable to watch. Because the answer is hockey. Like, it, it's definitely hockey. There is constant action where baseball there's like six minutes total of action in a four-hour game that's all hockey is it's crazy last night so uh, I watched a lot of that and I think the Preds play tonight don't they I've got to double check here I think the Preds play tonight I'm actually going to make it a point to watch them I found a pretty good website with an illegal stream so uh or an illegal stream website so maybe I'll actually be able to watch a uh, a Bally Sports broadcast tonight. Uh, we will see. Let's see. All right. The scoreboard today is Wednesday, right? Yeah. Today's Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. They play tonight on CNBC. So I'll actually get to watch it. Cool. Yeah. Watch that tonight. Preds and Hurricanes. Um, if you haven't given it a shot, you should. Because. Like and you've got Capitals and Bruins that you can watch on network television, uh, NBC Sports Network. I get it on Hulu because that, that's what I was watching last night. Um, you got Jets Oilers. That, I mean, man, you've got four hockey games that you can watch tonight. Give it a shot. I'm telling you, it's worth it, it's worth it. It is the most fun I've had watching a sports event, any sports event that I don't care about. In a long time. But we also had basketball playoffs last night. And JP, I promise you, we talked basketball. Um, he says NBCSN is a premium on a lot of carriers. It's different to or difficult to watch the NHL out of their respective markets. Yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah, I'll watch more. But I can't believe it's not more mainstream. I get it around here because we don't have ice and you guys love your baseball. But nationally, it should be bigger. 
maybe this ESPN deal that they just got will will help with that. Um, ESPN is just easier to find for everyone, obviously. Um, but we did have playoff basketball last night. Uh, the play-in games. I wasn't really all that excited about the games yesterday. I mean, you know, I was engaged for the most part, but tonight is really what I'm looking forward to. I mean, the Pacers just absolutely were going Harlem Globetrotters on the uh, the Hornets at one point last night. Just a disgusting blowout. But Wizards-Celtics, how about Jason Tatum? So Jason Tatum has scored 50 points uh, twice recently, and no, three times recently on two of those nights, a no-hitter uh, was also thrown that night. So there's your random sports stat of the day. But Jason Tatum was just awesome. Uh, he had 50 points. Eight boards hit seventeen of his of seventeen free throws. Um, was fourteen of thirty two. Kemba Walker was also great, and uh, Boston outdueled Washington in what was a pretty interesting and pretty compelling game. Uh, I, I said it at the very beginning. I know people like to give uh, Colin Cowherd a lot of hell for for some takes that he has, um, but there's a reason that he's on a few hundred stations a- around the country. He's spot on about Russell Westbrook. He has been spot on about Russell Westbrook. And even though people just def- they they defend him and they defend him and they defend him because he's a hell of an athlete. Um, he's a, he's a great player. He's a great athlete. He's very fun to watch. He's entertaining. But when it comes down to it, this is the result that he delivers. As the front of his team, or I guess he's in this duo with Bradley Beal, but you know, maybe there's a reason that he's in Washington. Maybe there's a reason that some people think that the triple double streak doesn't really mean anything. In fact, you, you can go and look at some of the triple doubles he got in Oklahoma City. And a lot of those were steered towards him. Then that's okay. I mean, I, Sorry for diminishing a great accomplishment, but maybe there's a reason he's here. Maybe there's a reason he doesn't have championships. Maybe there's a reason that some people say that the triple-double streak is really cool, but what has has he won? Rings are not everything, but he has been on teams that should have produced better results. There's something to it. Couldn't deliver in a play in a play-in game. Couldn't deliver. Maybe there's something to that. I like him. He's fun. He's entertaining. But Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal went up against Jason Tatum and Kimball Walker last night, and Jason Tatum and Kimball Walker were better. You can probably also argue that Boston's better coached, and I think that would be a very easy argument to make, but still. They got outdueled. There's something to it. There's something to it. I'm more looking forward to tonight, though. And mostly because I want Steph Curry, who is, like I said yesterday, I mean, I think it's inarguable about him being the greatest shooter that's ever lived. I think he's proven that. Um, They're playing really good basketball right now, too. I want Steph Curry to drop 65 in LeBron's face. I, I, I want the Lakers to lose so bad. And what's crazy is the Lakers are in the play-in tonight, right? I think they're a five-point favorite, depending on what book you look at. Yeah, they're a five-point favorite 
Um, but Golden State's, like I said, playing really good ball right now. The Lakers are in the play-in tournament, and they still have the most money on them to win the NBA championship. Explain that to me. They're not getting out of the West. No shot. And I want them to get absolutely smoked tonight. I am really looking forward to this game. I will, I'm going to watch like I'm a fan because I want Golden State to just beat the brakes off of LeBron. But the other game is interesting, too. I mean, nationally, you know, ESPN's not really going to give a crap because it's uh, Memphis and San Antonio, and neither Memphis nor San Antonio are in California or around New York. So, um, you know, they don't really care about teams that are not from California or New York. But I think this play-in tournament is really big for Memphis. So Memphis, in year two under Morant, is on the trajectory that a lot of people thought New Orleans was going to be under Zion. New Orleans... Uh, while you know Zion's been hurt and stuff like that, um, underachieved relative to expectations. Memphis has not done that, but I think this play-in tournament is big for them. I think in order to take the next step, to truly take the next step, they need to win tonight. They need to win tonight because, I mean, you're in year two now. Sorry, I hope you guys can't hear that. They're getting rid of limbs out in front of my house. Um JP says, me too. Let LeBron score 64 and the Lakers lose by one. (laughs) He'll probably congratulate himself on Instagram. But um, I think this is an important game for Memphis to take that next step forward because losing in the play-in tournament, not making the playoffs, I think will also be a disappointment. Um, But I like what they're building. I think they've got a couple of stars um, that – that you can win with, that you can win championships with if they, you know, add maybe another piece or two. But it's an important game for them because, like I said, I think if they lose in this play-in tournament and they don't make the real playoffs, you kind of should have the same thought about them as you do New Orleans and Zion. You know, you've got you've got these young stars. Memphis has a couple. New Orleans has a couple. But they're sitting at home watching the playoffs instead of playing. Why is that? Um so it's an important series for them, I think. You're not going to get near the same energy with Jod and Jaron Jackson as you do with Zion about getting him out of town, though. That's for sure. That's um, such a lazy conversation. One that I'm not going to have with you guys. But anyway, looking forward to the Lakers getting smoked tonight and um, going to be watching Memphis closely. I think this is important for them to take that next step forward. Um, they're really good and they're going to be really good but the playing tournament doesn't count at the playoffs you got to win you got to win so we'll see I'll be talking about that tomorrow plus the baseball series coming up this weekend thank you guys so much for tuning in glad you're with me watch some hockey tonight as well I know I'm going to and uh, see you guys tomorrow morning Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.